this is Causing Friction. This is the podcast where we get a little uncomfortable, a little awkward on our journey of healing through mindfulness and becoming self-aware. Hi guys, welcome back. Wow, 2021. How is everyone holding up? Happy New Year. This feels like such a relief to finally say that. It is a new year. We made it. Congratulations. It feels so good to say that. So today's episode, I want to take things back to the basics of mindfulness because it's a new year. We have new goals and this is a fresh start. This is also going to be a nice reminder for those struggling with anxiety or depression, just how in control you are. I know it doesn't always seem like it, but you are. You have power over your mind. And there is this quote, as cheesy as it sounds, that genuinely impacted me. And I don't say that often. Yes, quotes are obviously great and I post them on my Instagram stories constantly but there never really was a quote that hit me through and through. Nothing that truly inspired me or motivated me quite like this one and it is if you are depressed you are living in the past. If you are anxious you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. And I've said this line in a previous podcast before, obviously because I feel like it really resonates with people. And I had a bit of a revelation when I read it the first 10 times. And I took a moment to really process and register what it meant to me specifically. Because at first you read that and you're like, oh, okay, wow. And you you feel something. You react. Obviously, my first reaction was, this is true. And I really had to repeat this to myself a few times to fully comprehend that depression equals past. Anxiety equals future. And when I heard this, I need to admit that I was in a fairly blah mindset. I wasn't feeling my best mentally. I was overthinking and felt as if I was sucked into a dark hole of negative thoughts and patterns. I was remembering things from the past and replaying them in my head just over and over and over again. And that's a really common symptom of PTSD. And of course, what comes along with that is a triggered depressive episode. So depression for me is this weight And it just lingers on your shoulders, on top of your head, inside your heart. And it really makes you slouch, forces your body to collapse until your joints ache, your muscles stiffen. Moving just doesn't really feel like an option because you're kind of put into this trance. But while I was in my funk and I read this quote, I really did realize how spot on it is. And I analyzed it. I thought to myself for a second, what in my life was actually going wrong 
in this exact moment? How long ago were the issues that I was being depressed about and replaying, how long ago did those issues or events occur? It had been years and years. I've been physically removed from the situation. Okay, so was I safe now? Yes, completely. So I asked myself, why am I giving my past so much control when I cannot change it? Why was I giving my past that I cannot change so much of my current today energy? Why was this depressive state sucking me back and essentially transporting me mentally to live in the past when there was nothing wrong with my current or my present? Yes, those things hurt, but it was a long time ago. And they were essentially irrelevant to my current, present, day-to-day life. The brain really does have a way of playing tricks on you. It is such an extraordinary thing that while our brain is ours, sometimes it does not feel like it. So another day, I was so anxious and worried and worked up to the point where My heart was beating so hard in my chest while I was trying to sleep. And I could actually feel it through my whole body. I could hear my heartbeat and it was like it was radiating through every inch of me. And it was almost like I could hear it thudding against the mattress and it created this echo. Which, it probably was in my own head, but it didn't feel that way. And I couldn't even pinpoint exactly what I was so anxious about, which made me even more anxious. You know, when you're anxious for what seems like no reason, but then that almost creates a domino effect for more anxious thoughts because you're paranoid. I started to get so angry with myself for feeling this overwhelmed and all-consuming anxious emotion for what felt like no reason. It even got to the point where it felt like I was going to have a panic attack. It was on the verge of turning into something more severe. And of course, you know, you think about everything going on in your life. And yeah, I have family drama for the past couple of months, but I wasn't really sure how that was playing out. So it was kind of in the back of my mind. And I wasn't really sure what next conversation there would be about it since I was going to be seeing family soon. But even thinking of this, like there wasn't anything new in my life. When these thoughts started to unravel, like I stopped. I looked around and I had to begin a grounding exercise to prevent this panic attack. Luckily, this is something that I've learned within the past year to help avoid or prevent panic attacks. And... I'm just going to walk you through the most basic one. If you want to look it up, please feel free. But that is the acknowledging five things you see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and then one thing you can taste. So I completed this. 
while it was dark and I couldn't necessarily see much, I was able to still do the exercise in my own way. So first, I can see the light on the digital clock. I can see window that has some light pouring in. I could see that my partner is sleeping beside me. I could also see the little nightlight shining from the bathroom. Touch, I could touch my bed, my soft blanket. I could feel the warmth of my skin. I could feel the warmth of my boyfriend's skin beside me. Three things to hear. Window was open a little so I could hear the wind gently outside. I could hear my partner's deep breaths as he was sleeping. I could hear my own deep breaths. So on and so on. You get the point. And finally, it helped bring me back to the present. It forces you to use your five senses and bring you back to reality a little. So instead of living in this future state of fear, I was here. I was present and I was safe. So again, what was I so worried about? Was I in any danger? No, not at all. Was there anything wrong in that exact moment? No, I was just trying to sleep. Unless you're being woken up by a phone call ringing with some bad news, there isn't anything in that exact precise moment that is genuinely wrong. I was just anxious for something that could potentially happen in the future. But again, that was my brain playing tricks on me and just making me a worrying human. And as I've said before, most of the things we worry about don't even happen. I think that there's multiple studies done at Cornwall University and a couple others years ago that show 85% of the situations we worry about don't even happen. And that's a lot of unnecessary anxiety to live with. While anxiety can stem from past situations because we replay events in our heads so often, it still tends to be present moments that we are unsure of the outcome, maybe because of our past. That really causes the anxiety. It's the unknown. It's the fear of past mistakes repeating themselves and having to relive past emotional difficulties. With anxiety, you are forever imagining what could go wrong. So again, that is preparing for the future. Both of these have in common are the self-sabotage and holding yourself back from happiness. And that comes along with living in the past or living in the future instead of being present. These two modes or ways of living genuinely are holding you back. And if you suffer from depression or anxiety, this probably isn't anything new to you, and it probably isn't really a surprise. You know this already, and you're constantly battling to feel in control of it. So what I want to try and enforce or encourage you to do is that when you find yourself being fixated on the thought whether it's regarding the past, the future, whatever it is, I want you to repeat to yourself a grounding statement. And the grounding statement is similar to the questions that I've asked myself before. 
And it's just to remind you that you are in the present moment. And it could be something really simple. It could be, what day is it today? Where exactly am I? If you want to go a little bit deeper, you can ask, what is different now than compared to the past? Reaffirming that you are safe in your current space is so, so, so important. And it's a big part of combating those intrusive thoughts. Providing yourself with reassurance to give you this sense of control, which can give you confidence, is really what you need. When maybe you feel like your brain has been taken over and you're just not in the driver's seat anymore. So when trying to come back to the present, when you're trying to shift that focus, give yourself permission to let go of everything else and just focus on that one single thing just on being present. You can ignore all the to-do lists, get off your phone, and just give yourself one single task. The easiest task that kind of works as distraction, but is also very relaxing and therapeutic and easy, (laughs) I like easy things, is breath work. Practice this in mindfulness just to become more present. It gives you that one thing to focus on and it really does alter your current state of thought. So you might not always feel like you have control over your mind and those intrusive thoughts, but you can have control over your physical body. And even with panic attacks, the first thing that you are supposed to do that they suggest, like medical doctors suggest, is to implement breathing with purpose or intent. They just want you to breathe. Focus on breathing. So when you're in a state of panic or depression, really try to just breathe and focus on the breath. It's the conscious act that will influence your mental and emotional state. And there's so many different techniques in meditation and yoga, kundalini, There are so many different techniques of breath work, which sounds bizarre. You should just breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, or in your nose, out your nose, but it really is effective. It is without a doubt the easiest way of introducing mindfulness into your everyday life or when you're feeling overwhelmed. There's a reason that so many yogis and health gurus and therapists, even your mom, all say whenever you're stressed out, just breathe. It seems obvious, but it really is effective. And like I said, there's so many different techniques, but the simplest for helping ground you to help bring you back to the present is this. Breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four and you repeat that and sometimes you repeat for a couple of minutes so set a timer close your eyes and just really focus on that breath going in holding letting go and see how that works for you the next time you're in any kind of distress the purpose of this episode really is to get back to the basics of mindfulness Becoming present, being mindful when depressed or anxious or living in a totally different reality. 
you're connecting to yourself and discovering thought patterns and behaviors. You're becoming more aware of what is happening in your mind and your body, and especially what is happening with your emotions. And there is this lightness that comes with being present. No past failure is weighing on you because you know you can't change what has already happened. And there's no anxious anticipation for the future thinking that something bad is going to happen because now you'll understand that 85% of the things that we all worry about never see the light of day. It only lives inside your head. And your brain likes to play tricks on you. And it sounds hard. Just live in the present. It sounds like a very generic statement. But there is a timeless state of existence that brings people so much peace. And there's another way to reach this when you're headed towards something that you know makes you anxious or brings up negative emotions. And that is setting intention. So if making a phone call that you've been putting off for months or maybe it's presenting in front of people at work... Or it could be bringing up an awkward conversation with a partner, friend, loved one. If any of that makes you incredibly anxious, you need to set an intention and give it purpose again. Bring it back to reality instead of letting the anxious thoughts blow up inside your head and create a situation out of nothing. Setting intention is important because it shows you that you are in control. And your intention should always be these three things. Specific, simple, and realistic. And to figure this out, just kind of let your brain do its natural filtering process. And ask yourself, what really matters about the task at hand? What is so important in making this task successful? So for example... If bringing up an awkward conversation with a partner, friend, a loved one, ask yourself, what really matters? What really matters is that you love them and that you care about them. So what is so important in making this successful? What's important in making this task successful is you don't want any animosity or harbor negative feelings towards them. And maybe you're anxious because you're really worried about your partner or your friend or loved one's reaction to what you have to ask or say. You're probably anxious because you're worried that they will get angry with you. Maybe you're scared or intimidated to voice your opinion. You want clarity and understanding, and so that is what your intention would be. Just that. Approach the conversation with love, clarity, and understanding. That's it. Go into the conversation giving them what you need out of it. So your intention would be to approach the conversation with love, clarity, and understanding. Because you want clarity and understanding back from them, but you need it in a loving way. You don't need the anger or the outbursts or the defensiveness. So that would be your intention. So those are the basics I have for mindfulness and how to start implementing them in your 
daily lives, whether you're feeling a depressive episode coming on, or maybe you're feeling anxious about the future, or maybe if you feel like your mind is just stealing some time from you, I encourage you to practice these super simple grounding mindful techniques. Don't forget to share this with someone you think gets hyper-focused on the past or the future that could really take something away from this. Thanks for listening. I hope that this podcast helped bring you back to the basics of mindfulness and I will see you next time.